0: this is radio influence this is beyond the badge on radio influence a look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now one of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts vincent hill
1: Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I am your host, Vincent Hill. I want to thank you for joining me on this Tuesday evening. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to stop by and listen to the show. i greatly appreciate it, as you do each and every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively from my friends at RadioInfluence.com and available for downloads on iTunes. And I want to get right into tonight's story, Freddie Gray, One Year Later, Yesterday, One of the officers, one of the six officers charged, Officer Edward Nero, was acquitted on all charges. And just like I said a year ago, the state attorney, Marilyn Mosby, had no case to charge these officers. And I want to talk about Nero's case, what he was charged with, why he got off. He did something that was very smart in my opinion. He went and opted out of a jury trial and went for a bench trial, which basically means he goes before a judge, his attorney, and he go before a judge. They present all evidence. The judge hears all evidence, and the judge renders his verdict based on the evidence. And why do I think that was a smart move? Because let's think about it. It's Freddie Gray, the city rioted, Black Lives Matter, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Benjamin Crump, All of these race baiters that went into that city and the riots. All of these people that demanded this. How can you honestly say you would pick an impartial, unbiased jury in this matter? You can't honestly say that. So I think that was a smart move to go to the bench trial. To have all the evidence presented to the judge. And obviously the judge thought that Officer Nero was not involved in the death of Freddie Gray. So therefore, this is now the second trial that Marilyn Mosby has presented that has fallen apart. And she's actually been kind of quiet. She was quiet on the William Porter case, who, that was the first officer, and that case ended in a hung jury. She hasn't said anything that I know of yet regarding Edward Nero and his acquittal, acquittal. So this is the person that pretty much promised the black community in Baltimore and wanted to ease the tensions in Baltimore by charging these six officers, saying, yes, they're responsible for the death of Freddie Gray, this young black man in the city of Baltimore, but yet her case from day one has been weak and has fallen apart in court. So let's talk about Officer Nero's case, why he got off, What the judge saw, what happens now, and let's talk about a little bit of irony on who the judge was who ruled in this case. And you'll be really surprised when you hear this. And the reason I still call him Officer Nero is because he still has his job with the Baltimore police, as he should. Is he on administrative leave? Absolutely, until this whole case blows over. But since he's acquitted, guess what? Just like OJ, he can't be tried again for this crime which was not a crime. So, should he keep his job? Absolutely. Now, and I talked about this on Dr. Drew Radio on yesterday. And, as I said, I don't think the state's attorney ever had a case. But let's look at the charges that Nero was charged with. He was charged with second-degree assault, reckless endangerment, and two counts of misconduct in office. Now, the assault allegedly was because... He made an illegal arrest of Freddie Gray without justification. The reckless endangerment charge is because Freddie Gray was not seat belted in the van. And the misconduct, I believe, had something to do with that as well. But, here's the thing. Nero, and as I pointed out in Dr. Drew yesterday, Nero was the responding officer to assist another officer. And officers do that when officers call for help they get dispatched or they say I will head that way because this officers calling for help so Nero does not place Freddie Gray in the handcuffs nor does he place him in the van nor since he was not driving the van is responsible for Freddie Gray being seat belted in that is the officer who is In charge of that prisoner, that is their responsibility to make sure their prisoner, their suspect, is seat-belted in the vehicle. That's policy. So, this goes to trial. The judge hears all this evidence, and he agrees that this officer acted reasonable. Remember how I've said that word a hundred times on this show? Reasonable as an officer... In his actions. And nothing he did. Was corrupted. He showed up to the scene. Because the other officers. Called for help. Freddie Gray was known to those other officers. To resist. To fight. But a reasonable officer. Officer Edward Nero. Shows up to the scene. He's there. Because it's in the report. But he comes into no physical contact. With Freddie Gray. It's not his responsibility. To seat belt him in. So the ridiculous. Ludicrous idea. To charge him with second degree assault. Because. They detained Freddie Gray. Without justification. Well if memory serves me correctly. He did run from police. There's your justification. Now you could argue Black Lives Matter. You can argue it. Uh, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Benjamin Crump, all you guys can argue that, well, he wasn't doing anything, so just because he was running doesn't mean anything, but remember, police had just arrested him a week or so before for selling dope, that's narcotics, drugs, in the same neighborhood. Even at the Porter Porter trial, they testified that, yes, Freddie Gray was known to resist arrest, He was known to kick out windows in a patrol car. He was known to sell drugs in that area. So it goes back to what I said. A reasonable officer who, A, got word that another officer or officers needed help, and B, had prior knowledge of Freddie Gray and his behavior acted reasonable in his actions And none of those actions, according to the judge, were corrupted. So the second-degree assault charge, out the window. So then the judge looks at whether Officer Nero had any dealings with putting Freddie Gray in the van. Whether he's on the videotape or not on the videotape, putting him in the van, shackled and handcuffed. The fact is, and the judge agreed... It is not his responsibility, since he was not transporting that prisoner, to seatbelt him in. So, that charge, out the window. So, of all four charges, Nero is acquitted. Now, remember, just like OJ, he can't be tried again. He's acquitted. He is a free man. He's on administrative leave. He'll sit there, maybe for another year, while these other cases go on. He'll get his job back. But here is the interesting thing. Will he really want his job back? Not because he doesn't want to be a police officer anymore. Because I really believe he does. That's why he went into that job. I still want to be a police officer some days. And I left the department some years ago. It's in my blood just like it's in his blood. But let's think about this big picture. As he was leaving the courtroom, people were yelling at him. He's a murderer. We need justice for Freddie Gray. I watched a video on yesterday by a rapper named David Banner, who I used to like some of his songs until yesterday, where there's a video of people dressed in all black, and it's called Black Fist. If you don't believe me, please, please watch it on YouTube. Google it. Just Black Fist David Banner video. So there's a bunch of black people dressed in all black to support the Black Panthers, Literally beating a white officer. Of course, this is a video, so it's not a real officer. They torture him and they hang him. But at the very beginning of the video, it says this is not to condone violence. This is just to prove that Black Lives Matter. What? I'm sorry. If you're beating on someone and you hang them, that is to condone violence. And the same people that made this video... Had that been the other way around and you saw some white sheets and a black man being hung, oh, it would be all over CNN, BET, Radio 1, Hip Hop Awards. It would be everywhere because people would be in outrage. But it's okay to say, oh, let's beat this cop and let's hang him. So now this white officer, Officer Edward Nero, who patrols a predominantly black neighborhood, is going to be in fear of his life. If he does go back on the street, he may not admit it, but that's a obvious fact. He will be in fear of his life, and rightfully so, because there are those idiots that will watch that Black Fist video and say, Yep, this is how we should treat our police. We want justice for Freddie Gray. This white officer killed him. We should kill this white officer, because David Banner posted a video about it, so it's cool. It's cool to do that. Let's remember in Nashville a few weeks ago where the two individuals decided they wanted to beat on a white officer who was just there doing his job. This is the mentality of certain people in this society. So now Officer Nero, who is a white officer, who patrols a black neighborhood, will be in fear of his life. And trust and believe there are going to be people that will try to cause harm to him. Even with the black officer, William Porter, he's mixed in that bunch, which is still mind-boggling that they made this case racial when three of the people were minorities anyway. Three of the officers were minority. William Porter, who had a hung jury on his trial, will be in that same fear of his life because people think it's okay to demand justice for Freddie Gray Because he didn't do nothing. Yes, he did. Let's be honest. Yes, he did. Because if he didn't do nothing, he wouldn't have ran from the police. He wouldn't have sold drugs the week before. He wouldn't have kicked out a police window a month before. He wouldn't have a long rap sheet if he didn't do nothing. Freddie Gray is not an innocent man that was just targeted by racist police and beaten to death for no reason. I watched that video a 100 times of Freddie Gray's arrest and everything that those officers did was textbook arrest. Textbook. We're not talking a Rodney King video from 1991. We're not talking a Walter Scott video in Charleston in 2015 where you can clearly see the officer shoot him in the back as he's running away And then plant evidence next to his body. We're talking about officers who made a legal arrest, what they believe to be a legal arrest, in good faith, acting as a reasonable officer, even though the state's attorney says, no, it wasn't a legit arrest. And the pocket knife he had wasn't illegal. The fact is, he ran. The fact is, he had a weapon on him. Now, I'm sure those officers didn't take out a ruler on that day and say, hmm, Let's measure this knife to make sure it's long enough. The minute you run from police, especially in a known drug neighborhood, especially when police know you sell drugs, you've committed a crime. I don't care what you say. I've seen it a hundred times. People run from the police. They ran from me. They throw drugs off their person so you don't find it on them. And then you catch them and they say, oh, I don't have anything on me, man. I don't have nothing on me, man. Why are you running? I was scared. What are you scared of? I was just scared. Well, you're scared because you were carrying drugs or doing something illegal that you had no business doing. So Officer Nero, his case is dropped, acquitted. He is a free man. But here's where this case gets really, really, really funny to me. Funny in the sense, not ha-ha, but funny as in a lot of the people that were already in the streets of Baltimore when the verdict was read and demanding justice for Freddie Gray. Oh, they can't even get a misdemeanor charge. How are they going to get the hard ones? you dang right. How are they going to get the hard ones? They're not. Because there's no case here. But here's the interesting piece. The judge in this case was African-American and he heard the evidence. He didn't let public perception sway his decision. He heard the evidence. He found this white officer not guilty. So who's the black lives matter movement going to blame in this one? Are they going to call him an uncle Tom And say, oh, he was just siding with the police because that's what he's supposed to do. Oh, he's married to a white woman. I don't know if he's married to a white woman. I'm just saying that theoretically. Oh, he has white friends. Oh, he was paid off. I'm waiting to hear what all these race baiters, the Black Lives Matter movements, the Al Sharptons, the Benjamin Crumps, and anybody else. And I've read some articles today from black journalists Who have pretty much said that this is BS. I'm waiting to hear what their response to that is going to be. Because the first thing I did when I heard the verdict. And I heard who the judge was. I googled him. I said let me see. Wouldn't this be ironic if this was a black judge. And sure enough. It was a black judge. So. Who. Is everyone going to blame. That Freddie Gray didn't get justice. Justice. But we're still going to have people with their blinders on to say, oh, the judge heard the evidence, but the evidence was tainted. No, it wasn't tainted. He was a secondhand officer just there that day. I've been the secondhand officer so many times, I lost count. I never ended up in court about it, thankfully, unless it was we made an arrest, we found some drugs, I had to go testify to what I saw. But I never ended up in court because someone died, thankfully. But it happens. That's police work. We work in pairs because we're outnumbered most of the time. So the judge's exact words were, there's no credible facts to show that Nero was directly involved in Gray's arrest. And said testimony showed that Nero's role in putting Gray in the van was minimized by the actions of others and not unreasonable given his training. Oh, that's another thing I've said a hundred times on this show. Training. Police rely on training. It becomes muscle memory. It's second hand to them. Training. So, in reading that, that tells me that Nero did everything he was trained to do. In his training. Hmm, makes sense to me. So it gets even funnier and more ironic that the family attorney for Freddie Gray... Billy Murphy actually commended the judge for his decision and for not bending to public opinion and analyzing this case. That is a quote from Freddie Gray family attorney. Now, a year ago, this guy was so up in arms about demanding justice for this young black man. He was associated with the Michael Brown case, demanding justice for this young black man, and now... He has to save face and say, I commend the judge, a black judge, mind you, for not bending to public opinion. I respect his decision. Well, I'm sure you do respect his decision, Mr. Murphy. And here's why I think there's a lot of respect that comes with that decision. Let's not forget that you, Mr. Murphy, obtained $6.4 million for the Gray family. Through a settlement in Baltimore. Against the Baltimore Police Department. So I'm sure of that 6.4 million dollars. You got a hefty sum of that. So let's be honest. You wouldn't have cared what the verdict was in this case. Because right now you can probably retire. Because I'm doing the math. And 6.4 million dollars plus your fees. Blase blase. Is a lot of money. So. What other choice did you have but to respect the decision and to commend the judge? You got paid regardless. So let's not just sit here and just say, oh, I'm just saying this because this was the right thing to do. Honestly, you got what you came for. You got your big payday in this case. So let's call a spade a spade. Whether it was guilty or not guilty, your bank account has those funds in it. That's the truth. Now, another person that spoke out heavily about this case back when it first happened was Democratic Congressman Elijah Cummings, who said he was personally affected by the death of Freddie Gray. Now, unless you knew Freddie Gray, and I'm guessing you didn't, I'm just guessing, because he was a known criminal and you're a congressman. I mean, you you know, you may have met him once. When you were running for office, I don't know. Maybe you didn't know him. But the fact is, you were very prominent in demanding justice for Freddie Gray. And after today's verdict, your quote is a lot of people may not like the decision, but in a justice system like ours, you cannot guarantee results. Well, here's what I can guarantee, Mr. Congressman that there is no charge, no case against these officers. And I said it a year ago, I'll say it again, that the state's attorney did this to appease the black community of Baltimore, to appease the Black Lives Matter movement, to make a name for herself, and now her name is not looking too good. Because you're embarrassed. Whether you ever want to admit it or not, you're embarrassed. Someone should have told you, hey Marilyn, I don't think you should prosecute this case because given the facts... I don't think you have a case here. Given the video, I don't think you have a case here. This isn't Rodney King. This isn't the officer down in Cincinnati, the university police officer that shot someone in the head. This isn't Walter Scott. This is a short video of Freddie Gray being handcuffed and put in a van. You have no case. Someone should have told you. Because now you got the mayor speaking out and saying this is our justice system. Everyone's allotted a fair trial, even police, which she's right. You got Elijah Cummings speaking out and saying it's the decision. We have to respect it. You got Gray's attorney who got a lot of money off that 6.4 million. But anyway, you got him saying he respects the judge's decision. But you have been quiet. But this was your baby from the get go. You gave birth to this. This came out of you. So why are you quiet? Why are you not stepping up? Or as a term I like to use, why are you not manning up and saying, okay, let me lick this wound. Here's how we're going to recover. Or why aren't you coming to the realization that maybe, just maybe, you should drop the charges in the other cases? Because like I said a year ago, you may, you may, you might get one charge out of the officer that transported him. But it won't be murder. It won't be second-degree murder. It won't be manslaughter. It won't be all of this stuff that you stacked the deck against these officers on. It won't happen because like the judge, the black judge, who said today, the officer acted reasonable and his actions were not corrupted. And let's be honest, those officers, all six of them on that day... April 2015, when they encountered Freddie Gray, their actions were reasonable. They were not corrupted in what they were doing. They were chasing a known drug dealer, who you can argue all day, didn't do nothing, you can argue that all day, but they were chasing a known drug dealer, who had a weapon, who was known to resist arrest. They were acting reasonable. So... If I was Marilyn Mosby's advisors, I would say, hey, listen, girl. What's that song by Beyonce? Boy, bye. I would tell her, listen, girl, this case is by. You need to get rid of this. You need to drop the charges against these other officers because do you actually think that you would get reelected after this? Do you not actually think that the same people that you were trying to appease the black community of Baltimore, the Black Lives Matter movements, all of these groups, do you not think they will turn their backs on you at the drop of a dime? Let's add it up. It's already happening. Elijah Cummings, this is our justice system. We have to respect it. Freddie Gray's family attorney. I respect the judge's decision. The mayor, police are allotted a fair trial. People are already turning their backs on this case. But more importantly, they're turning their backs on you. But unfortunately, Marilyn Mosby, you don't see it. But you'll see it soon enough when it hits you in your face like a ton of bricks. Just like your charges, your indictment against these officers, hit them in their face like a ton of bricks. So the Black Lives Matter activists, Ray McKisson, who I think is one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement and unsuccessful mayoral candidate, made this statement. The Neuro verdict is a reminder that we must continue to push for policies and laws related to the police departments that explicitly call for preservation of life and that have clear lines of accountability. Well, the line was perfectly clear. He went to trial. The judge saw no evidence. There is your accountability. You wanted him to go to trial to demand justice for Freddie Gray. The accountability was he went to trial and he was found not guilty. There, sir, is your accountability. There, sir, is the case in a nutshell. These officers, especially Nero, who was a second-hand officer, had nothing to do with the death of Freddie Gray. I'm not sure exactly what other accountability you want out of this because that's our justice system and I know you're one of the founders of the black lives matter movement so before you say oh it was racially motivated decision no remember the judge was a black guy he's been on the bench for 11 years. Which means, that tells me, if he's been on the bench for 11 years as a judge, he knows the law. Because you don't stay on the bench too long if you don't know the law and if people don't want you there. So, a seasoned judge, black judge, looked at the evidence and said, The officer is not responsible, so therefore, sir, there's your accountability. So I'm curious to find out if riots are going to break out. If police are going to be hurt, if hell's going to break loose in Baltimore, I'm curious about that. But again, as I stated at the beginning of this show, who will we have to blame? Because this white officer got off. Who will we have to blame? We can preach the race card. We can go Johnny Cochran if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. We can do all of that. But you have a judge who, as President Obama said about Trayvon, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon. You had a judge who, if he had a son, he would look like Freddie Gray. And he cleared this white officer based on the evidence. So who will we have in the Black Lives Matter movement? Who will you have, Al Sharpton? Who will you have, Benjamin Crump, to point the finger at? Nobody. No nope. Correction. There is one person you can point the finger at because she has set in motion to let that community down, to put her officers in danger, to put the public in danger. Because when officers don't respond, crime goes up. And that happened in Baltimore. I did a show about it and I talked about the rise in crime in Baltimore since the arrest of and death of Freddie Gray and the charging of the officers because officers weren't responding because they feared for their lives. They feared for their careers. Oh, I had to play someone in handcuffs. They got a scratch on their head. Now I'm going to jail for attempted murder. So you have one person to blame in this whole situation. Her name is Marilyn Mosby. Now I know she's young, She's kind of hot. I'll admit she's hot. I know she wanted to make a name for herself. But she went about it the wrong way. And she let a whole lot of people down. But those people aren't smart enough to actually point the finger where it belongs. They're going to play the blame game at everyone else except where the blame belongs. They're going to continue to blame these six officers. When the other five get off, they're going to blame them. They're going to blame the practices of the Baltimore Police Department and a history, a deep-rooted history of racial injustice in the Baltimore Police Department. They're going to blame all of this. The fact is, no matter how you slice it and dice it, Freddie Gray did not die at the hands of those officers illegally. Did he have a neck injury in the van? That's what we're told. That's what the autopsy says. Did he have a pre-existing neck injury? I've read reports that he did. So, could it have been a combination of both? Could have been. But, as the judge said, a reasonable officer who did not act corrupt. You have no case. So we can demand justice for Freddie Gray until eternity. But the fact is, the other five officers and I'm two for two right now I'm two for two if I was a betting man I would have flown to Vegas when I heard that the verdict was coming out and I would have placed all my money on an acquittal I would have placed everything I had which isn't much because I'm not Bill Murphy and I didn't get six point four million dollars for Freddie Gray's family and I got probably three million of that but I would have put all I had on an acquittal because there's no case. Whatsoever. And there will never be a case. And if you couldn't get a misdemeanor conviction. You definitely, definitely, definitely probably won't get a manslaughter or second degree murder conviction. Because the misdemeanors are the easy ones to prove. Those are easy. It gets really difficult to prove manslaughter and homicide. Just go ask Trayvon Martin's family. Because the prosecutor, who was judging everything on race and listening to the wrong people, kept shooting high for a murder charge against Zimmerman. When the jury even asked, well, what's the charging order of manslaughter? Hint, hint, we don't think there's enough here for a murder conviction. We could convict Zimmerman on manslaughter because that's what it was. You can't overcharge not get a conviction on the smaller charges and still expect a conviction on the larger charges. That makes no sense to me. Anyway, two for two. I called it. I called it. I called it. I'm calling the next one. No conviction. Maybe that time I will fly out to Vegas. Put all my money on. No conviction. I called it. I called it. I called it. One day. I always tell people I'm not as dumb as I look one day people will listen to me because people asked me about this case for the last year including my mom and we got in really heated debates about it and she was one of those that said oh they killed that black boy they killed that black boy they killed that black boy that's all I heard and I kept telling her take race out of the equation let's look at the facts here is what happened in the Freddie Gray case. But she went right back to, they killed that black boy. They killed that black boy. They didn't kill that black boy. Something tragic happened in the van. But to prove murder, you have to prove premeditation and intent. You don't have that there. Even a manslaughter in this case is not going to fly because let's look at the definition of voluntary manslaughter. It occurs either when the defendant kills with malice aforethought. Kills with malice aforethought. Well, what is that? The conscious intent to cause death or great bodily harm. You can't prove there was a conscious intent to cause Freddie Gray's death or bodily harm. So therefore, when that manslaughter case goes to trial, it's out the window. It's out the window because the elements of of the crime do not exist. And here's what I would do. Here's what I would do if I was Nero and Porter and all these other officers. I, in turn, since Marilyn Mosby said that they falsely arrested Freddie Gray, I, in turn, would sue her for false arrest, imprisonment, and any other thing I can come up with mental stress, anguish loss of income, all of this stuff that I could come up with, I would sue her for it and say, now, how do you like those apples? You said I falsely arrested Freddie Gray, who is a known criminal. Here I am, sworn to protect and serve, chasing a known criminal, and you falsely arrest me. And you falsely charged me with a crime that you know I did not commit, which you know I The elements of the crime don't even fit what you're charging me with. But that's just me. But I'm sure there's an attorney whispering in those officers ears. I'm sure that once this is all said and done, don't be surprised if that doesn't happen. And rightfully so. So if you think that $6.4 million was a lot of money, times that by six, these six officers charged. Do the math on that, and guess what taxpayers are about to come out of their money out of their pocket for? Guess what these people that don't agree with the decision and protest at the decision are about to come out of their pocket for? It's gonna be some lawsuits going on directed to the state's attorney in the state of Maryland and rightfully so. And who will we have to blame? For All that money that's about to be paid out to these officers, Marilyn Mosby. Anyway, I can go on and on and on and on and on about this case, but I think you get the picture. I thank you for listening. I hope it was enlightening. I hope it made sense to you. And remember, please, please, please go check out the video Black Fist by David Banner. It will sicken you. As a person, if it doesn't, then maybe you're a little sick. But to see people beat, torture, and hang a police officer in 2016, to me is unacceptable. It's sickening. And again, if the tables were turned, and instead of the people being in all black and supporting the Black Panthers, if the tables were turned, and those were white hoods, And a black man being beaten and hung, oh, we would have a problem. So, we should have a problem with this video. Enough about that, it's time for roll call. And this past Sunday, May 22nd, 2016, Officer Ronald Torrentino Jr. with the Auburn Police Department up in Massachusetts was shot and killed at about 12.30 in the morning on a traffic stop. Which, again, some people say is a waste of time. Police just harass people. But as he approached the vehicle, suspect opened fire, hit him multiple times. He was transported to the hospital and later died. Police tracked him to one building. He exited a closet, opened fire, hit another police officer before police returned fire and killing him. And rightfully so. You meet deadly force with deadly force. And I don't know what the suspect's race is. I really don't care. You don't open fire on police. You don't kill police in this country. This is the United States of America. I wore a police uniform. I wore a green uniform to protect this country from all enemies foreign and domestic. So to Officer Ronald Torrentino, my prayers are out to you. Thank you for your service, my friend. Our prayers go out to your family. Godspeed to you. Thank you, my listeners, for listening this week. I will see you next Tuesday. Guess where? Radioinfluence.com and available for downloads on iTunes.
0: Thank you and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, At Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you the best in digital media broadcasting. We've got something for everybody. National sports radio talents such as the Fabulous Sports Babe and Rich Herrera. Huge podcasts like the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. And the MMA Insiders with Jason Floyd and Sam Kaplan. New shows like Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill. Entertainment shows like LOL with Nancy Alexander. And shows that'll make you think like Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger. We've got you covered. You can find all our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.